It's time again for the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell, and we're going to talk about how you can help feed the hungry and the homeless down in South Louisiana. So let's chew the fat, huh? Now make la vie, as the Cajuns say on the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. Okay, so we're talking to Sheriff Tim Saunier, who, uh, how you been, man? You look a lot more relaxed than the last couple of times I've seen you, so I guess you're prepped. Yeah, we're we're getting ready for the hurricane season. I mean, we had we got a lot of warm, warm. It's hot outside. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it. It's hot. Oh no, dude! I went I, I went to the Lowe's and got this battery operated fan. Uh, like a, it works on an 18 volt battery, and you sit it on top of a bucket of water, and it blows mist on you because oh, we have great. people you know doing distribution, and they're outside in 110 degree heat. And so I got that for them. They were out in Shriver. Uh, at Fletcher doing a, doing one to go bring that thing with you, you know? Yeah, I was like st- stuck with work. I said, warm. Well, no, it's just outright hot. But, you know, m- my concern with the heat, I-, I hear there was a cool front coming next week. Or they lie. Like a front. They lie. I- I'm not believing it either until I see it. But, but, you know, looking at the Gulf temperatures, it's a little bit alarming, but I'm hoping for a good, uh, a good peaceful hurricane season. But, but I, you know, we, I've had briefings the last couple of weeks with my officers as far as preparation, um, equipment, and making sure we're ready. And I know we've been working with the food bank. We yeah. have some, we have some supplies out there. Well, we, getting, we hit our goal. We hit ten thousand bags. That's awesome. Yeah. So you got you got a big chunk. Uh, EOC is going to get a big chunk. We're going to put some out by the uh, by the docks over there with uh, Rob Show um, and other places. And then again, just we'll have some. But yeah, we're doing the same prep, but we don't have to worry about the same things you do. Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we deal with as fuel resources for us to continue operation when there may not be may not have any resources here. Um, we obviously in our new facility um, fuel. I have the ability to hold twelve thousand gallons of fuel, and uh, during the, during the basically probably in the peak of Hurricane Ida. We pro- and when we were really blowing and going here, we were probably going, we went through about seven, eight thousand gallons, and uh, so with the twelve thousand gallons, I'm comfortable. We'd probably be able to stay in about three weeks to a month, mm-hmm. and that kind of keeps us going. But then I have to monitor. I do have the ability to get resupplied. Um, since then, in my old facility, uh, we were putting another twelve thousand gallon tank here. Oh, okay. So I'm going to have twenty four thousand gallons of fuel. Um, no, these are like these are like the big rolling these, tank. You don't have no, a, you don't have a per, tank. These are going to be permanent tanks oh. like I have at my other facility. Okay, so I have twenty four thousand okay. gallons of uh, fuel and another thousand gallons of diesel for my um, for my uh, five tons, and that's enough fuel for us to sustain probably for several months. Which you know, learning from lessons from last last year, Hurricane Ida, I don't want our officers to have to get mixed up. In other words. We had to utilize a private store that was allowed to get fuel, and we saved because we were worried how long this is going to go. I'd rather get those stores freed up for the community because when we get them back, they can open up those facilities for our people to get the logistics that they need, the fuel that they need, so they can actually start uh, getting themselves back on their feet. All right, well, I want to talk to you about that too, uh, but let's, let's start out since this is the first go-round. Uh, everybody knows, okay, we all going through the prep stuff. You got to have water for three days. You got to have flashlights and batteries and uh, whatever kind of food. You got to be prepared. I don't think three days is good. I think you need six to seven days myself. Well, I, I think with, with, with the community, 
Um, we always put out, we put out, we put out a recent newsletter and just some some things people don't think about. You know, before hurricane season, you know, get the two or three months worth of prescriptions. When that, when they, when they say you get the next yeah, couple months, yeah. get the prescriptions. Have the extra because if you have to leave, these things can become problematic when you get back. Especially if you're dealing with an independent pharmacy, which they're good. But yes. if you got to if you got to get out of Dodge, you can't go to Walgreens and expect no. to get your drugs from from an independent. Exactly. Don't work that way. So we always encourage you know get the things you're going to need to sustain during the hurricane season. In other words, having a couple extra months of your uh, your stomach medicine or your high whatever. Yeah. You know how I got I got insulin, and I got to not only find insulin, I have to find a way to keep it cool because my insulin, my, all my pills, they can sit in my car. That's fine, but my actual insulin sticks. Uh, so I, I got one of those little coolie things that holds like four pin, four pins, and it's like those deals where you put the water around your neck, you put the okay. thing, and it fills up. So it, it'll stay cool three, four days if I if I put them, you know. So you know, it's coolie. just the things like that. And look, we even encourage our own officers. If you got prescription medicine, you know, get those things ahead yeah. of time for your family members or whatever, because you don't know how long we're going to be down or how much infrastructure. I mean, we're very fortunate. I know I got it. You know, hit us pretty good, but. I think considering the circumstances, we got back up and running pretty fast. Yeah. As, as a comparison. So these are the things. Uh, three days, uh, I would six, you know, I'd say hey, I got about two weeks supply. Yeah. You know, uh, on well, a two weeks supply, let's say, okay, you got a generator. Because my, my brother and uh, my sister uh, live out in the country where we grew up. They don't have natural gas. I have a, a, a generac generator, natural gas. I was fine, you know, changing yes. oil, changing the filter, everything was cool. They don't, they had to go. So my sister would say, well, I'm on my daily trek looking for gas. So I wanted to tell them both, number one, go go bitch and see if they'll run you some, some gas lines out there. But number two, you should be stocking up on gasoline right now. I have. But how do you safely store that too? Should I have a fire department guy come around and go, this is how you can store well, this stuff? I mean, good common sense that you judge, you're you storing your fuel for your lawnmower. I mean, if you have a shed, you have it stored. What yeah, I, but that's one five-gallon can. I'm talking one about one five-gallon can. But you know they have the uh, they have now they have those twenty-five-gallon cans. Kind of self-dispense. Mm -hmm. You can buy them at Lowe's, that, and it comes with those little nozzles. Yeah, so that's, I think that's what blows up a lot of people. They don't understand that that gas compresses and such, and you got to vent it, and yeah. it comes with those fancy nozzles that vents for you. But if you got an efficient, I mean, when you look at some of those generators that that people are getting. The, the most important thing, you put it where it's well ventilated, don't put it in the house, don't put it inside, anything. No, But uh, don't even put it under your eaves. But but most of those generators are pretty efficient with fuel and pay attention mm -hmm. to the one you're getting. I mean, we have one that it burns five gallons a day, which is moderate. So if I got 25 gallons of yeah. fuel, I can operate for, for five days. For a, but, but 24 hours? Yeah. Okay. It's, you know, if you put it on low and you just keep it something to keep your house cool. Now, we're not talking about a big Generac that's running your, your whole house. Yeah. We're talking about running. I have one of those. It's running a little windy unit. You know? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I love mine. It's running a little windy unit. So, yeah. you're really not throwing a lot. It's just keeping your room cool. So, when you get home, you're not you're not in the heat. Or if you're there, it's keeping it comfortable and making yeah. a lamp. Because we're all used to the air conditioning. Yes. You know, there are people out there who are not, and they're fine with just a fan on their face. Not me, I can't. And plus, I have I have sleep apnea, so yeah. I need my CPAP machine. Yeah. I have to have electricity, or I'm never going to go to sleep. Yes. But I know that, and I prep for that. That's why I got that big chair. Yes. You're prepared to have these things, 
And I mean, I think in, in South Louisiana, especially in South Louisiana, you're seeing more and more natural gas generators, which I think is a whole new, maybe it's created a whole new, where the fuel, the, uh, the, yeah. the gas pressure. It's going to go down. There was not enough gas pressure. so. Well, look, and also people don't install it correctly. They need a new, chances are they're going to need a new regulator and a new pipe specifically for that thing. They think, oh, I'll run my, my uh, barbecue pit. No, exactly. No, no it's, it's not even different. close. Not I mean, my my um, my gas from my house can run my generator, um, and you know, hot water heater stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, you know, there's just a lot of safety things that that we've seen in the past where people need to understand. Well ventilating, putting your your generator in a well ventilated area, uh, it's very important. People think, oh, you know, I'm gonna put it close to the house. And Do not put it under your eaves. No, it's got to be a good four or five feet because it, it'll go right up in the attic. It'll go right underneath the eave. And even my my generac that was installed, mm -hmm. I kept getting an alarm of uh, carbon monoxide, and it's the way it was positioned, and I had to get it moved and repositioned to stop yeah, that. Yeah, so it doesn't blow the exhaust out too. And, yeah, and, and all of those things are, are important. And it's just a lot of prior during the storm. Personally, even for my family, I usually pick up. I'm, I usually have about ten cases of water. Mm -hmm. I have at home. We have canned goods, things that we can readily yeah. grab, and you know. And and in in since I'm talking food too, if you want, get a lot of canned goods, but get canned goods that you can. It'd be nice if you heated them up, but, but just pop okay them open and eat them. Yeah. Hey, spaghettios work. <laughs> I'm a beefaroni guy. <laughs> let's talk some more. Let's talk about different things. We're running out of time in this segment, but let's let's start down another path about prepping. So okay, you're talking about a lot of food, a lot of water. If you have a natural, if you have a natural gas generator, make sure you get a service thing. Like mine's come these twice service a year. Contract. That's right. Uh, but if you have gasoline, you want to store it and you want to get those things that are ventilated. What else do you need? Do you think if you intend to ride out the storm, if your house has never been damaged, then you're going to go okay. I'm going to stay and ride out the would, storm. Would what people else? People don't need? think of other things in logistics that was problematic. You get a generator. About every three days, you need to change oil. Yes. And generators will burn oil, and you got a lot of them's got the auto gas, the auto shut off. So when the oil burns down, it shuts off, and people, oh my God, my generator's not working. Yeah. And you don't want to overfill them. You want to make sure you fill them. But having an adequate amount of oil, the my particular Generac, it's an air cooled. Yeah. But, but every too. about three days, I need to change the oil in it. Every and three I'm, days. And I'm gonna tell you, if you're running constantly for about two days in a row. That all gets low, it shuts off. Not only that, but uh, Generac will tell you in their paperwork, they go, oh, you can run this thing 400 hours or 200 hours. No, you can't, no, you can't. You need to shut that thing and you need to shut it down every day and let it cool and check it. And I, okay. But every two days you need to change the oil, every second oil change, you need to change the oil filter. And about every fifth or sixth oil change, you need to change the air filter. So you need yeah. to have all that stuff stocked I, up. Well, I have I have a couple air filters. I have a few. Uh, I have some some oil for for that for that. And yeah, so I mean, we have a few things because during that storm, those maintenance guys weren't able to go around. No, and so we relied on doing. No, it you got to do it yourself. And, and I, my ran mine. I I service mine, and I service my neighbors too. So it was, so, you know, getting a filter, getting those, and having those things. Having those things stop. in there. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm low on oil filters. And, I gotta and, go get And some. when you have a regular air, a regular air cooled generator like you can buy at Lowe's or whatever, you know, look, when if you're there, you say, you know, this storm, I'm gonna be ready and I'm gonna go there. Well, make sure you get a couple extra quarts of oil, 
You know, make sure you have some extra things and say, I'm going to be gone for the long haul. Make sure you got a professional to install that thing. And That's like right. I said, you're going to need a different regulator and a, and a, and a pipe, an, a gas pipe that is devoted strictly to that generator. That's or right. You're going to gonna blow up. All right, yeah. going to step away for a second. We're talking with Chef Tim Sonier here in Terrebonne Parish about prepping for storms. So, so far, I think we've got the generators covered and the water and the food, get enough beefaroni. You really like SpaghettiOs? I'll eat SpaghettiOs uh, beefaroni. I, I can't do that. I can't. Well, I, yes, I can. I can't. It's out the can. I've had MREs for 22 years. I got MREs at my house. Uh -huh. So, there you go. All right, back with more after this. Spot here. So, you're running through the drive-thru after your kid's team wins their ball game, and when you go to pay, what? Lost your wallet. That means you lost your license too? Maybe even lost your car registration? Oh man, now you got screaming kids with baseball bats wanting them Mickey D's. Well, fear not, cause you're not lost at ABC Title. They can print you up replacements in less than 30 minutes. That's scary fast. Yep, pizza delivery got nothing on these guys. Go to abctitle.com to find a scary fast office near you. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Spud here, the scary fast folks at ABC Title have returned to St. Charles Parish. They at 100 Melanie Street in Boutique, just down from the hardware store. Get all your car title business taken care of scary fast. Go to abctitle.com for directions and more. And we're back talking to Tim Sonier uh, about hurricane prep and hurricane get out of Dodge and all kind of stuff. We talked about generators and food and water. What else? I mean, we all know about you should be cleaning out the, the gutters and clean up. But y'all are... They got a lot of ditches out here. Your drainage is through that. I mean, there's what a lot you of do? drainage ditches, a lot of really forced drainage or collection areas where it's pumped out. I mean, if one's near your house, you see the drainage ditch not cleared, there's an obstruction. Be a good idea, maybe contact the parish. Hey, this area here may be problematic if you don't mind. Have them check it out. That way, those guys can do that. Um, check your culverts, check those areas and make sure things are not lodged in. And well, when I mean, when parents goes around looking for this stuff, I mean, they're not they're not driving five miles an hour. They're zooming no. along, really. Right. You know, so you you live there. You yes. know what, what the mess is, and, and you know what needs doing. And if you see it, you know, the old saying, you see something, say something. Yeah. And, and, and let them know. And, and, and a lot of guys, a lot of those guys that work for the parish, they're pretty thorough in making sure those things happen. And they're doing a lot of checks prior, but, I mean, Another set of eyes out there, especially when it's in your own backyard. It's yeah. a good idea. What about all the junk that's still out there that hadn't been picked up? I mean, on my drive over here, I saw three piles of trees that have been cut down. Now, the logs ain't going to go nowhere, but they still got like pieces of aluminum and little branches. And there's a lot of crap that, that can fly around. shrapnel for another storm. And, uh, you know, if you got still trash pickup, you can still reach out to the parish and let them know, hey, can y'all can still, they still have people out there. That's, that's designated to get mm -hmm. cleaned up, and I think with the parish and, 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 and the waste, and they could probably help you get that cleared up, especially if you got your piles right. People are still cleaning up, and they're still cleaning up today, so you still notice some piles, but they still have those. Well, yeah, and the biggest problem with it is a lot of them is still dealing with uh, insurance. I mean, in my drive-in to work every day, I see several big buildings that the yes. front of them were ripped up, and there's 
big sheets of aluminum dangling and it's all like you can't really do anything because you're waiting for the insurance company to deal with it and if you go clean it up then they're gonna go well i ain't gonna fool with that yeah they're either waiting for insurance or some dealings with fema or whatever the case may be that they're trying to get caught up and i mean look we were very fortunate with our office with with our insurance stuff because i mean we were very thorough in documenting and i mean that's another thing it's like look take pictures of your stuff before you go, if you, everything's fixed, and with, especially from the previous hurricane, I think a good idea. Take pictures of the stuff you did, you, you fixed, because if we get in this, if something happens again, there may be some other damage. Well, I had this fixed, and here's the proof. I mean, look, do the best you can to cover yourself. Yeah. And look, like I just got a new fence throughout my backyard. I got a new roof, and the things that we were able to get done, I've documented. Yeah. And that's some good things to prop to have. But talking about taking pictures of stuff, uh. Right now, of course, there's that gun debate going on because of the red flag laws the Senate's trying to pass and the Supreme Court just, just ruled in favor of gun owners. But if you look on YouTube or Facebook, you'll see people like laying out their guns. Now, I have several guns, okay? But I'm not cuckoo. I don't have like 50. I have, you know, a couple of shotguns, several like six or seven pistols. But you see people laying out, you know, taking up 20 square feet of laying all their weapons out. Um... First off, you should have pictures of all of that, individual pictures. You should have serial numbers, so That's in case right. somebody steals that stuff. But also, if you decide you're going to run from a storm and you have 50 weapons, what you do with 50 weapons, Tim? I think you better have plans to bring them with you or have plans to store them somewhere in a safe place. I mean, because, look, this is the, the issues where we start transitioning from storm and evacuation and people leave and looters know and then they're looking for things that's simple they can sell mm -hmm. or whatever that, that it's a quick or a weapon that they can use to rob somebody else a weapon they can use and uh you know you have to have plans and contingencies what are we going to do with the weapon? well if you got a trunk i mean load them up i mean if that's but you know have plans where you yeah. know, this one i can leave some here i can do this here i can do this but have oh. plans and because yeah. you don't want to have no easy no but I'm also thinking about if you're if you're running from the storm and you're running up I-49 and you get pulled over or something like that and they make you pop your trunk and you got 50 weapons in there. Well, it's Louisiana and uh. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> some people right? don't look at it like that. Well, it's just about having a plan. I think. I mean, if you have that many, what are you gonna do with them? And you know, the whole saying from 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 our time is is have a, you know, have a go bag when it comes to. The storm, mm -hmm. you know, these are things. If if we yeah, your insurance paperwork. Bag, we've talked you, about that ad nauseum. You have all of those things ready, the things you need, and think about if you have large amounts of firearms. Where am I going to put them? Um, I don't want to leave them in my house because if there's damage, and that's that's just open game for a looter or ruined or or getting ruined for that matter. And and just having plans. I mean, if you know somebody that that lives in Central Louisiana, but you're going to you're going to Arkansas. Hey, can I? Drop, can I drop them off to you? Yeah. Well, and you should certainly take a picture of each one of them, especially with you holding it, keep, and, then, and keep a list of yeah, the serial numbers. I always said take a picture, take a picture of a serial number. And you can, I mean, nowadays with phones, man, that makes life easy. You can drag it in a folder and put it in the cloud, and you have it. And, yeah. and you know, we've had that with a lot of people with dealing with stolen. We were able, oh, yeah, here's my, this is it. This is what I have. And it was all on the phone. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's technology's come a long way to help us assist this and to let me find a notebook 
that's got yeah. all of that on and I can put it on my phone. My, uh, okay, and talking about storm uh, evacuations on uh, other programs, uh, people would call in and complain and go, you know, just take one car, pile all your stuff in one car and go because then you'll have more cars on the highway. And my answer to them is, I got five cars. You know, right. and I'm taking all five of them on the road. We're all going to stick together. And well, you, you can't blame them. No, because I mean, when when you do get back, I'm going. My kids got to go to school. My kids got to go to work. I can't afford to leave this this stuff here to get ruined. And then we uh, might be living in our cars for look, a month. If you can, I understand. If you can, but if it's not possible due to economics and everything else, hey, I got to do what I got to do. I yeah, mean, yeah. I got kids that's got to go here. We got things. And I'm taking all five cars. You know, of course, I'm not going to do it this storm season because I can't afford the gas for five but, cars. you know, even in those circumstances, if you know that's the situation, you can plan a little bit further ahead yeah. and be prepared because of those circumstances. But again, it boils down to you know what you have and you know what you need. That's and right. don't, sit or, no, don't wait until there's a storm in the Gulf. No. Do that now. That's exactly right. And be prepared. But, I mean, a lot of, you know, here... With evacuations, and, and I've said it last year during Hurricane Ida, in this parish, one thing I do promise, if we ask you to evacuate, we know it's bad. My officers are going to be out there in mass groves to protect your property while you're gone. And as soon as I can get these roads clear where I can safely get you back, you'll be back, the doors the back open to come home. I'm not keeping our people out of our parish, this is their property, this is their livelihood, and, I'm, and I wanna get them back to that as quick as possible. And I think this last hurricane out of two days after the storm, we had it open back up for our people to come back. What do people need to show you that they are from here? Just their driver's license? Yeah, the driver's license with the address. And I mean, when we open the parish up, my officer's out and about all over the place. During the nighttime hours, we keep a curfew. So I like a curfew tool. We get comfortable enough that people shouldn't be, if you don't have no street lights, you still have debris and obstacles on the road. It may be safe enough to travel during the day, but probably not the night. And we'll keep curfews under those circumstances till we get that cleared where it's safe enough to travel at night. However, for the community, anybody's moving around, we gonna check who's moving mm -hmm. around and really people should be either at home or um, you know they left the parish, they going back to their hotel and wherever and they'll be back tomorrow while they're trying to get their house back in order but i mean no well, i know last time you didn't play any games with looters no and i'm so. not going to play any games with looters again if anything happens that's the one thing there's people have a fear if they were asked to leave if they left that they can't come back in a timely manner and you got business owners and people are just worried anxiety worried about their stuff and what they worked hard for i get it mm -hmm. So I'm gonna be here protecting your stuff. If I ask you to leave, I want them to be confident enough to know that we're gonna, if we find them, we're gonna deal with them. And number two, as soon as I get roads clear, I'm having you come back. All right, well, let me ask you this. In Okay, I live in Jefferson Parish. I come here, I'm here all week, every week. I went to Nichols, I'm very familiar with the area. But over there in Orleans and Jefferson Parishes, you have to actually apply to the parish to get back in. And in other words, okay, if you own a gas station or a grocery store, you're at the top of the food chain, mm -hmm. okay? Other people, if you don't have any of that stuff, but you just kind of live there, well, you're at the bottom end of the food chain. So there's a, a process to let people in. Do you have that here? They have, 
I, I, the parish has something of a tier system, but I have my own and emergency responders. And if you if we had to lock down the parish, the emergency responder card, the ones that I issue, they have a purpose that assists us in what we're doing or has very uh, crucial economic impact to get the parish back on, online where it needs to be. All right. Uh, that's the end of this one. We're going to, we'll, uh, have another conversation with, uh, Tim in our next podcast. Thanks for joining us and, uh, be safe. Spot here. You scrimped, you saved, and now you've finally been able to buy your own home. Hooray. Congratulations. You're skipping down the path to the American dream, but you're not done yet. No, you need to skip on over to ABC title and celebrate there by updating your driver's license and registration with your new address. ABC Title is scary fast, faster even than that cop will be when he writes you up for out-of-date info on your license. And Lord help you when he runs your plate. Save yourself a bunch of grief you don't need. Just go to abctitle.com to find out more. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee.